Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jason, you were with the Bears last season. What did you see there when you were with Justin Fields? I've seen a guy that was trying to get better. He was getting better every game. He got hurt right there in the middle of it. All he's going to need is the offensive line to, to block for him and give him some time because he's young, you know, to go through his reads. Once he gets older and get get into the groove, because right now he's going to be like a rookie again with the new system pretty much with the new coaching staff. So I'm pretty sure they got a whole new system for him, new plays. Long, long as the offensive line gives him some time, he'll do okay this year. Once he gets that offensive line set, that guy going to be special because he can throw, he can run, he can make all the plays he needs to make. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. That was Jason Peters on Sirius XM. It looked like he was throwing subtle shade at the Bears' offensive line because in the same breath, he says that he's ready to play in 2022. I would, too, if I made a couple million dollars for starting a couple of games. I'd be like, yeah, man, sign me up for another year. What would I don't think they'd do that, though, because everyone thought it was a bad move last year because it said like in the position that the Bears were in to try to, to have to bring in a 41-year-old to play offensive line for you. And so to do it again, it's not like he knows the system. It's a new system. So it's not like he has the level of familiarity there. But if you're asking a casual Bear fan where they feel like the Bears need help, they're going to say offensive line and wide receivers because those are the hot, hot takes, baby. We need that. But if you go into, you know, training camp starts next week, and I'm sure if you asked Poles and Eberflus, they would say, hey, we got enough bodies in the building right now. Granted, we'd love some help if we could get it, but we have enough bodies to, to, to give Fields what he needs. And if you got Getsy, I was on the Daily Tip on BetQL, their morning show, and I was talking Bears, and they said that very same thing. They're like, well, you know, they didn't improve the line. They didn't get him get Justin Fields wide receivers. And the first thing I said was, listen, have me on this show or any show talking about the bears. I'm always going to be the optimist. Yeah, they might suck, whatever, but I'm going to tell you how they can be good or what can happen if they are going to be good. And I said, you got Luke Getzey there for a reason. If he says he's going to create a game plan, which yes, they're allowed to do. They're allowed to create game plans for their quarterbacks. Did you, did you know that in the NFL? No way. I know no, you, no, no, no. I know you wouldn't have with Matt Nagy. Not used to seeing that here. <laughs> but he's that's what he's supposed to do. And the type of receivers that they have on this team, outside of Nikhil Harry, a bunch of guys that are, you know, speedy, slot-type guys. So if you don't have 
a phenomenal offensive line, then what do you want to com- to combat that? Speedy receivers that can create space and get that yak, that yard after the catch. And that's Getsy's job. You go to your job every single day, and you're asked to complete every task that's given to you. And Luke Getsy's is just that. So if you're asking me about their offensive line, I'll say, yeah, well, he's going to get rid of the ball. He understands that. They're not going to do minimal protection and then have him try to throw the ball 25 yards down the field. And a seventh grader will tell you that's stupid. So Luke Getze is there for a reason for these Chicago Bears to put them in a better position to win. And then my other one, and I went on a rant about this about a month ago, is is Cole Komet. Granted, we've been wanting to see him do something for the last couple of years, but remember, this is one thing. When you're going to go argue with your boys or your ladies, Remember that Jimmy Graham was a touchdown vulture for Cole Komet. Cole Komet had zero touchdowns last year. Not one. So you know he's going to get at least one. So already right there, he's playing a little bit better. He didn't even have that many red zone targets was the thing. He was never in the lineup for the red zone. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a three-receiver set with Jimmy Graham in the slot. And then they didn't even throw it to Jimmy Graham. Dude, it was stupid. Don't get us, Don't get us started right now about that whole thing. Why is, like, why is Jimmy Graham out there in the red zone if you're not going <laughs> to throw to him? The only point of him being on the team at this point is to throw him the ball in the end zone. And then you waste the play because you can't get it to him. Or it's a bad pass or something like that. Stupid. Cole Komet was like 51st or 52nd in the league in receptions last year. Now, if you do baby math and there's 32 teams in the league and every team has a number one receiver, well, you can eliminate the top 32 guys right there. So you got 18 left. Second stringers, tight ends, everything. Cole Komet falls right in that range. For a guy that had zero touchdowns to be 50-something in the league in receptions, you would expect more from him this year. And I say it often. I don't need you to be Travis Kelsey. I don't need you to be Kittle. I don't even need you to be Mark Andrews. I don't need you to be in that, that, that stratosphere of phenomenal tight ends. I need you to be in the second group. Knox, Gasecki, like that. I need you to be there. I don't even need you to be Darren Waller. I need you to be one tick below them. But what I don't need you to be is in the third tier, right? I don't need you to be there, which is where he was in overall performance. And I, I feel like he understands it. He knows he has to catch the ball. He has to be a fail-safe for Justin Fields in this offense. And he can be. And then the, the other thing I pointed out when I was on the daily tip on BetQL was David Montgomery. Lou Getzi said, we're running the ball, baby. Play action is going to be our jam. And David Montgomery is a phenomenal running back. David Montgomery, you know, he got that Matt Forte in him. When you're looking at him run, the yards after contact, he does a great job of that. Absorbing it, getting guys off of him. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He has great leadership qualities that we've seen from him over the last couple of years trying to step into that role. And you have a good backup in Khalil Herbert. Unless you were really paying attention last year, then you saw how good he was, Khalil Herbert, and the limited opportunities that he had. So if that's your backup and David Montgomery's your, your horse, that's a great running back tandem back there. And as I mentioned, if you have you know, your speedy receivers to get Justin Fields out of trouble. 
Now, Studs, I don't want to check the text line because I know that the Grumpies are out there and they're talking about I don't know what I'm talking about. I haven't checked it yet, no, nor do I want to hear about it. So don't don't rattle off some hate that's spewing in the text line because I'm here to be Mr. Positivity. I'm here to tell you how the Bears, not, they're not going to be great. They're going to be all right. And then they asked me about the win total, six and a half wins. And the girl, her name's Chelsea, which is weird. But she's like, I feel like, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to put all my money on the under. Bears aren't winning over six and a half. Gabe, convince me. And I was like, well, it's just two simple things you could look at. One, the Bears won six games last year with a horrible coach, with a horrible game plan, with a horrible offensive line. They still managed to win six games. And if you were, if you, I'm guessing you heard Adam Rank talking with the guys in Bears All Access. He pointed out that they were really close to winning three more games too. Right. The 49ers game, the Ravens game, and the Steelers game. Oh, the Ravens. All of game. those games oh. were were really winnable, if not for defensive collapses in yes. the last two minutes. Yes, the defense definitely lost some games for the Bears in the latter half of the season. And that Ravens game was just because Lamar Jackson wasn't even playing. Yeah, and it was a breakdown in the secondary. Yeah. It was all three of those games, it was secondary breakdowns. Oh and, well, one of them was like an 80-yard screen pass by Debo Samuel. Oh, but, oh my God. I'm rubbing my face right now, but guys. So, <laughs> but the point that I'm getting here, getting to here is, so wh- what did the Bears do now in the offseason is they improved their secondary. Yep. At least we think so, right? We think that that Kyler Garden and Jaquan and Brisker, Brisker yep. and Jaquan Brisker are going to come in and start and shore up the secondary, which was their biggest problem on defense last year. So, just based on that, they're better on. They're probably going to be better on defense. Ryan Pohl said it best: make the team better, you make Justin Fields better. And if you know the secondary is was your was your was your weakest point, or one of your weakest, <laughs> then then you address that. So. That other game, Pittsburgh, I was there at that game. Oh, that was brutal. That was brutal to watch because you felt like Fields was going to pull it off, and then it just just didn't happen. So, yes, again, they won six games last year with a terrible team. And the second part is they have an easier schedule this year. So if you're if the expectation is that your defense is better, not that Justin Fields is going to be great. I think that's what, what a lot of Bears fans are getting wrong. They're like, oh, well, Justin Fields isn't going to be able to – I don't need Justin Fields to be Tom Brady. I don't need him to be Justin Herbert. I don't need him to be Joe Burrow. I just need Justin Fields to be a little bit better than he was last year. That's it. Stay on the field and be a little bit better. Your teammates and your defense will do the rest. And so I said they're going to win some games that they shouldn't, and they're going to lose some games that they shouldn't. But there's going to be those games that are in the middle that where they're going to handle business, and I think they'll end up at seven. They're in the five to eight range, but I think they'll end up at seven. And hopefully they don't. The only way they hit the under is if Justin Fields gets hurt. Because Trevor Simeon and Nathan Peterman, I mean, geez. No shade at you guys if you're listening, but geez. You know you guys ain't winning no games in the NFL. <laughs> That's so petty. Why did I even do that? All right. But those are the things that we were tackling on the show. And again, it's my job to be to be the optimist in these in these cases. And when you're looking at the offensive line, I mean, you know, you got Larry Borum who did did well last year, who was going to be playing better. You got Whitehair moving over so Lucas Patrick could play the center position. Tevin Jenkins, despite dealing with, you know, his back issues, you know, he's going to be in there. You got Mustafer, you know, at least you got backups. You know? You got backups. 
And, of course, when training camp starts, there's going to be some cuts, and I'm sure Poles is already thinking about some guys that he can add to this team to create some depth. Bodies in the building. That's what he was alluding to when talking about this first year of the supposed rebuild. Bodies in the building that are going to challenge guys that are already here. You bring in Jaquan Brisker to make Eddie Jackson play a little bit harder. You bring in Kyler Gordon to make sure Jalen Johnson is staying on that path of greatness. Making Duke Shelley play harder. That's what you're doing. You're bringing in Al-Kadim Muhammad so that Robert Quinn knows he has someone formidable on the other side that is going to give Max effort in the same way he is. If Robert Quinn is still here. If Robert Quinn is still here. Which I, which I had a good talk. Who was I talking to? The our Aunt Heron. And Aunt Heron said he thinks he's just doing the veteran thing. He's like, he's just doing the veteran thing. Nothing. Do we get a, do we get a, a second to take this call? Kevin, is he talking Bears? Oh, let's do it. I love the night squad when they call in. Kevin in Brookfield. So are are you as yeah. excited about this season as I am? I'm I'm I, I'm pumped. I'm so excited. There's no Mark Tressman. There's no Nagy. There's no offensive guru. We got young, fast, and hungry. We're going to be playing Bears football. We got a passer who has an accurate long arm. We're going to be able to pound the ball until somebody gets open deep. I, I, we got a defensive-minded coach, which I think is the hardest thing in the NFL now because they've basically made defense illegal. I'm so excited for this year. Bears football again. Kevin, and let's be honest, I mean, despite what you might think about the offensive line and the wide receiver, just as a Chicago Bears fan, it feels good when football comes back around in August. It just, it feels good. You know what I mean? But this team has been so hard to watch for so many years. (laughs) When you see, you know, Mike March come in and trade away your Pro Bowl tight Uh. end because he doesn't use one. When you got Tressman... It looks like maybe this guy's got something and then nothing. And then you got Nagy, who knows what that was. But now you got you, you got young, fast, and hungry. I, I, I don't care if I don't know their names. I don't care if they played at Pocatello State or Ohio <laughs> State. They're, they're young. They're looking for young, fast, and hungry. I and agree. Go I agree. I agree. And that's what's exciting. Obviously, that is it, right? You do not know what to expect from this team. You were t- uh, Tom Thayer and Jeff Joniak were talking about it during Bears All Access, is that week one, no one knows what to expect. And when the Bears go up against the San Francisco 49ers with Trey Lance, you expect me to be scared of Trey Lance? I'm scared of Debo. I think Trey Lance is going to be a huge bust. I- as do I. I didn't see anything that made me say, oh, man, this dude, he's passing the eye test for me. I don't – I the Trey Lance thing really boggles my mind, like how high he was taken, right? So he went to North Dakota State. He played like 20 games yeah. of FCS football. Look, North Dakota State's an incredible program. Carson Wentz got drafted really high because he won multiple national championships playing at a really high level at a really good school. Yeah. Trey Lance played one season – and got drafted in the top five. It's, it doesn't make sense. Like, he's so raw as a prospect. We don't know what his arm really is. He's athletic, and he's got a arm that we're aware of. But we don't know how good of an arm it is, and we still don't know. The only person who thought it was a good draft pick was Ryan Pace, who loves picking works <laughs> like projects. You know what I'm saying? But I get it. Every team wants to duplicate the success of Patrick Mahomes. But there is only one Patrick Mahomes. 
And when you're looking at Trey Lance, I just, I mean, obviously I'm hating on him because the Bears are going to be playing in week one, right? So that, so to me, I'm. I'm we're, we're starting the smack talk now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, start, we're starting right July now. July 21st. And I'm Let's full go. of it. I, I, I will hold no punches when it comes to that. But the, the 49ers? Are you serious? You expect me to be like, oh, yeah, tail between our legs. I guess we're losing. I guess we're going 0-1. What real Bears fan is sitting there saying we're going 0-1 to start the season? 1-0, baby. Exactly. We 1-0. Bears. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then I think it was the game Game two is against, is that against the Packers game two? Oh, man. Now I'm going deep. I'm ready. This got me hyped up. This whole conversation got me hyped. Get week two, Green Bay. At Green Bay. And you know how hard the Bears play at the beginning of the season when they play against Green Bay. Granted, they might lose, but they play hard to keep the game close. Middle of the season, Aaron Rodgers is going to tell you that he owns us. Sunday night football, too. At, at Green Bay, I believe. And if we start 1-0 and and then go to Green Bay, see, this is, the, this is the great thing about being a Bears fan, is that you can do these things. Because they, they, they take on the Vikings in week one, so they might be 1-0. We're 1-0. Then we beat them to go 2-0 to, go to start the season. Then you got the Texans. Who, That's a win. And New York. That's a win. And I think the Vikings, to be very We're honest. We're 4-0. We're 5-0. I see Washington, 6-0. Patriots, that might be a loss. Bro, it was me, Aunt Heron, and Caitlin Sharkey here. We're the Bears Unleashed squad. And I sat up here and I said we're going to win 11 games. Now, that was just going through the schedule with my home heart. But I said it nonetheless because I thought, you know, these games are, are winnable. But that's what, that's what true Bears fans do. They go through the schedule and all the games that are – 50-50, they push it towards the Bears. So that's what I'm saying with San Fran. And Green Bay, damn it, we got to beat them eventually. Yeah, they're due. We're, there it is. That's, that's the clip right there. They're due. <laughs> like We got to win. It's been since 2018. They're due. Oh, my God. All right. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670, the score. We're going to talk about another Chicago team on the other side and 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 their, their ticket prices and where they rank in Major League Baseball. Am I talking about the Cubs or the Sox? You got to stick around to find out. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think we try to win them all. We try to win them all. Yeah, I don't. The effort's there. That's what I look for. I mean, these guys fighting to the end today after we didn't play really clean baseball there um, kind of made some mistakes that gave that game away and still these guys are fighting tooth and nail right to the last pitch bases loaded Wrigley Field on their feet at the back end of a double header is really impressive to me of the character of the group um, we're going to find a way to win uh, these guys keep giving the effort every single day day night double header uh, against a first place team with a $300 million payroll. These guys are fighting their ass off. So really proud of that. Really proud We're of that. back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Rossi upset because he got kicked out. <laughs> in the in between innings, too. No one knew what happened initially. But he made sure he was going to take some shots at the Mets and their big payroll. The Cubs can easily do the same thing. They're in money-making mode right now. I get it. And shout out to Dom underscore Frederick, who's the director of morale for the Chicago Cubs. He tweeted out the cost for a family to go to a baseball game. Now, you know, you already like you can already know if you're a Chicagoan, you're like Cubs tickets are going to be more expensive than Sox tickets. And more often than not, it's because when the Cubs are doing well, it was always sold out. So it was a little more difficult to get tickets. And, you know, for the Sox at Comiskey, you know, if you want to sit up in the 500 levels and feel like you're, you know, walking up a damn cliff, then the tickets are cheaper. But that's, you know, it's okay. The Cubs are second. They have the second most expensive family experience. And what that's including is four tickets, four hot dogs, two beers, two sodas, and parking. Now, if this was my family, you'd, ha- you'd have to put a four in front of the beers, zero in front of the sodas, and parking, I'm probably calling somebody to hook me up. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm lying. I've paid for parking. They, they raise the prices at Sox Stadium. I know that. When I walk- what I do is I got a buddy that lives on Irving Park about a mile and a half from the stadium. I usually, if I'm going to games, it's usually with him. Oh, Cubs you're talking games? about the Cubs games. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking about Sox? All right. I, right, talk- right. I got mixed up. Yeah, I was talking about the Sox. I got mixed up. My I'll call somebody. There. But the Cubs, too. I'll walk, I'll walk upstairs and talk to Bonnie Rarick. I'll be like, Bonnie, what up? I know there's some parking passes here. Cubs are playing on the score. I know, I, I know I'm parking for free. And then when you get the parking pass from here at Studs, you park in that lot where they take you to the stadium in a golf cart. Oh, really? I've, that, never, I've never done that before. Got to, you know... You got to use some of your pull over here, bro. You got to throw your. I've got around. tickets from from here, but I, I don't think I've ever got parking. But pass. see, who'd you get the tickets from? Uh, usually they come from Mitch. See, 
That's that's the problem right there. Every now and then, Bonnie, but usually, well, yeah. Mitch gets the better. Mitch has some good seats though. Nah, man, you gotta go schmooze upstairs. Schmooze hey, on, you know, go schmooze on ten. I do here and there. Andrea, she's awesome. See how I'm shouting them out right now? Awesome. I walk up there and I'm like, because you know what it was does when I did the mornings on B96, I would just always catch the one o'clock games, always. So then I would walk upstairs and you would think nobody that works here is going to this one o'clock game because they got to work. Except for me, I'm done. So I knew there was always tickets and then I, I would always ask for a parking pass as well. But the total cost for that family experience for the Chicago Cubs, $312. Tickets, beers, soda, or pop. I don't know why it's called soda. Pop, some dogs, and parking. $312. Yo, that's mad expensive. In contrast, the Chicago White Sox, <laughs> damn, you would spend $100 less to go to the Sox game with your family and have that experience. $312? People out here making $312 a paycheck. And you want them to blow that whole thing on a Cubs game? That's heavy. And a Cubs team that's playing like crap right now? That's even, that's heavier. So I guess... What you would want to do there is get the tickets for free from somebody. The most expensive team to go watch is the Boston Red Sox. $12 more expensive than the Cubs. So so isn't that something, studs? The two most expensive teams have the two oldest stadiums. Like, you're not even going to watch something that's badass. Unless you like history and stuff like that. But I've been to, to Fenway, and those seats were made for people that were born in 1940. Bruh. So slim, right next to each other. Horrible. At least Wrigley is. I don't think I've ever heard a good thing about Fenway. About Fenway. Really? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not alone there. I just remember going to that stadium and being like, this is horrible. <laughs> like, I thought this was a good idea. I saw Chris Sale pitch for the White Sox against the Red Sox that day. And I was like, I was like, this, this was a terrible idea. This stadium sucks. The third most expensive team in Major League Baseball for a family of four experience is the Yankees at 302 bucks. Went to their new stadium. Shout out to Jay Nice. He took me. He's from New York. We went over there, so I've seen that one. Damn, I've been to I've been to the top top four stadiums. The fourth is the Houston Astros. Studs, you'll appreciate this story because you're a Sox fan. So I go with my boy, who actually just got married today. Shout out to Jesse Filkins, the beverage director over at Beatnik. One of my best friends. He's from Houston. So I think it was two or three years ago, we, we fly down to Houston, get to meet the moms, everything. And, you know, they just won the World Series, so they're feeling themselves. But I went down there with my White Sox hat, and I had a pin on the right side of my hat. And it was to commemorate the 2005 World Series championship where the White Sox beat the Astros. So as I'm sitting in the crowd... And they swept the Astros. I'm, Make sure. I'm, I'm glad sure, that you said yes. that. I'm glad that you said that. Because what I said is even funnier, studs. I'm sitting, I'm sitting there in the stands, and people are seeing my Sox hat. I'm sitting with a you know Astros fan. The Sox are getting their ass whooped. And they're like, oh, go back to Chicago. Why would you even come here to watch this? And I stand up. I'm gonna do it again. I, I'm standing up in the studio right now. I stood up and I turn around and I go, guys, what do you mean? This is beautiful. This is a relic. This is a museum of White Sox history right here. This is where the White Sox won the World Series in 2005. Bro, they got so mad when I said that. 
this That's is hilarious. A, this is a museum. I had to come to Houston and check out the museum. The museum of the 2005 White Sox. Bro, they hated me so I was talking so much trash. One of the dopest things at, at that stadium, though, you can drink all the way to, like, after the game finishes. So there's the center field. That's super rare. Dude, center field, you go up to, like, the top. They have this, like, bar area up there, and you could just drink. There's no seventh inning. This is the last time you could buy a drink. You could just pound. And then, you know what ended up happening? They put me on the Jumbotron. Bro, this is, like, one of the dopest experiences ever. That's uh, awesome. Well, they knew I was there for the state for the museum experience, so they, so they had to put me on the jump. Commemorating the 2005 World Series, <laughs> dude, win. it was the greatest. Guys, thank you for having me. <laughs> I appreciate this. This is phenomenal. So yeah, Astros uh, sitting in at at two ninety three. White Sox still in the top ten, three six. Not, yeah, they're ninth. Damn, three six. Yeah, ninth, ninth at two hundred and fourteen dollars. Is it because we're a major market? Yeah, because you got I wonder, you got L.A. and New York, but the Mets aren't up there. I've never spent that much on a, at a White Sox game, but that yeah. I also I see. I went to one game last year, but even it, like I don't. I that's. I wonder how they figure out these costs because you can go to a Sox game even still for like forty bucks a ticket and yeah. sit in the outfield. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I, I would love I, I would love to hear that. That's that's something I would love for you to text in right now. What's the most money you spent at a game? And you can go ballpark. You don't got to be give me an exact dollar amount. But if you're like, yo, I've definitely spent two hundred bucks at a sock game because I'll be. When you said you've never spent that much, bruh, have you ever? Have you? So you've never bought beers for your guys a couple rounds through? I get I, me and my guys. We drink. So oh, know, I mean, look, you know. look. My my trick is because I'm trying not to spend that much money at the Smart. game. I usually I usually show up. Pretty he- pretty far in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then, or you know, I'm doing tailgating out in the out in the parking lot. Definitely tailgating. So by the time I go in, I only need like two or three beers to coast okay. through the rest of the game. Okay, that that makes sense. You know, the, I go with degenerates, and they skip the beer. They want hard liquor, double pours, two of them. So, okay. So yeah, so that's twenty bucks a drink right there. You know exactly where I'm talking about too. That little Jack Daniels lounge or whatever it is. You're spending like 19 a drink. You're getting two for every single person that you're with. So like you're a hundred bucks. Oh, well, yeah, in that's just that's a like, hundred bucks right there. It's yeah. just like boom. So at least we have great times when we do that. But the tailgating is the, the, listen, if there's one thing that you can Sox fans that are out there, if you can use as a big argument why Comiskey's better than Wrigley is is the tailgating aspect of it. You can't tailgate in Wrigley. They'll say, Oh, but you can go to the bars. Yeah, but the bars suck. When's the, last time, when's the last time you went to Wrigleyville? Oh, it's been a minute. That's what I I'm worked saying. well. I worked at Nisei Lounge last summer, so I okay. I spent a lot of time there last summer. But Nisei Lounge is the only bar in Wrigleyville I'll go to because it's the only yeah. like good bar I think. In well, there's no, that's not true. G Man Tavern bar. right next. Yeah, to, yeah. There's there's, good but bars. like the bars that are off uh, on Sheffield, so that's where Nisei Lounge is, and then uh, the bars that are not on Clark. I, I usually steer clear of those. <laughs> the, like I hate madness. going. I hate going to Sluggers. Oh. I can't, I can't stand it. I do like the batting cages this slug. Gallagher Way is cool during games. I'll go there. Gallagher Way is actually really dope. Like what they did there with that is super dope. Like that 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 part is worth it in terms of the experience. But when you're going up and down there, like if you're just not going on a Friday Saturday night to go like to the metro or you know something like that, you're just uh, I don't know. And oh then, yeah, I uh, won't go to Wrigleyville for just just to go. I used to, you know. Like six, seven years ago. We're also not 21 yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was in my early to mid-20s, I had some friends that lived on Eddie Street right <laughs> off of, 
like right down there. That's so, so I Chicago. mean, they, they were like two blocks away from yeah. from the, the, the main stretch down yeah. there, and so yeah, we would go. But yeah, I don't. Really, it's not really our our scene anymore. Yeah, that's such a Chicago thing. Like you know, someone that lives on Clark or on Sheffield, and you just yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pregame at your house and then go to the bars. That's so Chicago right there. Uh, let's let's go to the bottom of the list before we wrap this up. Arizona Diamondbacks got the cheapest fan experience at 126 bucks. Yo, that's mad cheap. Okay, you know what I was looking at, studs? The price of beer at some of these stadiums. The Colorado Rockies have the cheapest beer, obviously, because Coors Field. $3 beers. Bruh, $3 beers? I don't think beers have been $3 in Chicago since, like, the 70s, probably. That's Th- shockingly low. Dude, that's... And the, and what's shocking is that there's other teams that are close, like the the, the Angels, four fifty for a beer. You got the Rays at there's a bunch of teams at five bucks. Man, we're getting screwed here, dude. The the, the highest beer price is the Mets at twelve dollars, and then the second and third is the Sox and the Cubs. That's terrible. <laughs> Why is that? Are we getting taxed in a different and way? The problem is, like, that's the cheapest beer at the stadium, too, dude. Like, that you can't find it any cheaper than that. And you just and you just raise your hand like if you don't even care at ten. Hey, beer man, I need two of those here. Twenty five. Keep the rest. It's all good. Like you don't even flinch. But when you're looking at it compared to the rest of the teams in the league, you can go down to to, to Bush Stadium. I don't even think that's what it's called anymore. But five bucks a beer. No, it's still Bush. It's still Bush. All right, five bucks. A, five bucks a beer. Atlanta Braves, five bucks. Seattle Mariners five bucks, Blue Jays four thirty. A lot of five dollar ones. There's got to be a direct connection with having a major brewery in your city there, because you know St. Louis has the Bush Brewery, the Anheuser Busch. At least they used to. Right. It's it's still there. Okay. No. So there's no because Milwaukee Brewers beers are nine dollars. Oh well then. And Miller's I don't know, I don't right know what they're there. doing in Milwaukee then. Dude. Yeah. It's I don't a know. Get the hookup. Thing. I don't know what you guys are doing. It's Dude. right. It's right next to the stadium too, isn't it? Oh my god. It's like right there. They're not that far apart. I've done the tour there. It's really cool. Have, you, have you done it? No. You I get haven't. to go in the caves that they used to have, like you know, they're like literal caves, like down below caves where you go, and they're like these were all. This is where all the parties were at from all the politicians. They kick it down here and drink Miller and stuff like that. That's. A whole other t- segment right there. All right. Well, just know that if you're going to go watch the Sox or the Cubs, one of the most expensive franchises in the in the whole entire Major League Baseball. But it's worth it. You're going to go anyway. Doesn't matter. All right. On the other side of this, studs. I've been doing something new. It's called Twitter Time, and I think that not enough enough people highlight. You know, they they, they consume Twitter, but they don't highlight enough of the good tweets that are out there. So that's what we do during Twitter Time. We take a little hodgepodge of stories that are out there, discuss them and, and see what our takes are. So I'm going to rattle some off and we'll do that on the other side and wrap this show up. All right. It's Gabe Ramirez. This is Chicago sports radio, 670 the score. Gabe Ramirez on 670 the score. It is Twitter time. It's where I have wrangled some tweets from around the Twitter sphere to discuss on the show today. And they could be anything. It's not all sports related. Uh, yesterday, I was talking about Chance the Rapper doing a concert in Ghana. So first, I'm going to start off with studs. It was a guy named, it's a guy who's a big Paolo Boncaro fan. And his, his Twitter handle is at Boncaro. He said, Donovan Mitchell talked all the blank, the S, just to be scored on every possession where he was guarding Paolo. Now, the video, bro, it looks like 
Okay, Paolo Moncaro, first first pick in the NBA draft. Donovan Mitchell, Utah Jazz guard. It looks like a pro athlete playing against a high schooler. That's how he's making Donovan Mitchell look in these videos. Paolo Moncaro looks like what? Um, damn, name slipping me. Got picked. He got picked second after Derrick Rose. He's playing in the big three right now. Light skinned dude. He was the number two pick. Oh my gosh, why is it blowing? Why is it skipping my brain right now? I'll do it in a second. Anyway, he just looks so good. So if you're looking for someone to root for this season, go start watching the go start watching the Orlando Magic because Paolo Moncaro is a dog. And if you're watching him during March Madness, he just looked like the only guy that could get his own bucket whenever he wanted to to do it. Like that's what it looked like when you were looking at that. Just absolutely dominant in that way. Michael Beasley is the guy I was talking about. And Michael Beasley is a walking bucket. And that's what I see when I see Paolo Boncaro. Dude, that could just score any way he wants to. But the fact that you were lighting up an actual NBA superstar in Donovan Mitchell, and he was trying hard. Like, by the fifth highlight, you saw Donovan Mitchell, like, really getting in his grill. And you're like, damn, this rookie is eating you up. So, I'm excited about that one. Next tweet. This one comes from J.J. Watt. A woman tagged him in a post saying she was selling her Reeboks, her J.J. Watt Reeboks, selling them for 60 bucks, and her Texans jersey for 30 bucks to raise funds for her grandfather's funeral. And then J.J. Watt stepped in and said, don't sell your shoes and jersey. We'll help with the funeral. I'm sorry for your loss. What a good guy. Yeah, I saw that one. That's a good one. That it, seriously, he didn't have to do that. That's great, man. People underestimate how much funerals cost. You know, you're 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 in like the eight to twelve thousand dollar range, and if you know seventy percent of Americans don't have five grand in their bank account, it's gonna be tough to pull up pull that money out of nowhere. And it's tough because you get a lot of people tweeting you that kind of stuff, and then so you're only picking you know here and there, or you're only getting a couple stories that are being told. But JJ Watt, man, shot. It just seems like a really good dude. Like he, not, and not even that, he just gets it. I feel like J.J. Watt just gets it. He's like, yeah, I see, I see what's going on here. Don't worry. We got you. Sorry for your loss. Didn't do too much. 192,000 likes on that tweet right there. Shout out J.J. Watt. Next one we mentioned earlier today. A lot of people have been talking about it. ESPN. Damn, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> talking about the Cardinals giving Kyler Murray that five-year $230.5 million deal that includes 160 guaranteed. Murray is now the second highest paid quarterback with an average of $46.1 million per year. Damn. That's crazy. We're thinking about our, our hourly rates or our salaries, and then you look at an NFL player making $46 million, and it's Kyler Murray. Like, Did you see that his that, that annual salary is only like $2 million less than the A's current payroll? Are you serious? You know, the team that drafted him? Yeah. The A's, Two the million A's dollars current, in their entire payroll. No, it's his his annual right. salary is only two million dollars less <laughs> than the entire Oakland A's payroll. That's a that's a fantastic stat right there. Oh, I love that, and that's the team that drafted him. You wonder? Like, I think we can definitively answer if he made the, he right, made the choice. right choice. Oh my goodness! And I my thought he always made the right saying. choice. Like I, and maybe it's just because I like football better. But I was like. Yeah, go play football. If, yeah. you can, if you can be a star quarterback in the NFL, you MLB, you're you're gonna make money if you're good sooner. Probably 
No, no, no. You'd make no. it more in the NFL. Yeah, you like make two, it more in the two NFL. Two years into his baseball yes. career, he'd still be in AAA, right? You know, trying to figure it out. Maybe well, that's maybe. September he's, a, he's pretty high draft pick. Well, but so. saying because they ha- they have control over you for more more yeah, years. Yeah, you're baseball. right. You're right. You're right. So in yeah, football, you, you have two semi good years, and you're making forty six point one million. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, that's wild. Shout out to him though. You know what? I ain't never gonna hate on nobody making money. Shout out to you, bro. Get your money. The NFL is a, is a they have so much dough. So who cares about that stuff? Um, here's one, here's, here's one that's not sports related. This is from CNBC, CNBC, make it 40% of workers, bro. Think about how much that is in the grand scheme of things. 40% of workers are considering quitting their jobs soon. Bruh. It's a lot for bruh. Are you serious? 40. Who's going to be working if 40% of them? What? CNBC. Dot com, 40% of workers are considered quitting their jobs soon. You know, they called it the the great resignation is what they were. Uh, oh, I've heard that phrase thrown around. Yeah, they've been calling it that. And that was when, you know, right during right in the middle of the pandemic where people couldn't find workers. So they were throwing money at all these people and the people wanted to work from home. And so people were leaving their jobs and they were less worried about the income because they knew they can get it somewhere else. But now here we are two years later. And prob- this is this. You know who this 40 percent is? The the 40% that didn't leave their jobs during the pandemic. Oh, totally. That's 100% <laughs> who it is. Like, like, the, why other 60, the other 60% found, like, left their jobs during cush. the pandemic. They got cush <laughs> yeah. jobs right now. They're at home. Pay. They're working at home. Dude. They're working at home. My, yeah, boy told, doing. my boy told me the other day, he's like, yeah, I'm going to take Friday off and Monday off. And I was like, oh, that's dope. They're, they're letting you take days off at your new job already? He's like, we got unlimited PTO. We can take off whenever we want, as long as we do our job. I was like, bruh, you. That's crazy. They let you do that in America? Bruh, that's wild. You must work for like Google or something. No, no. They, there's a lot of companies doing that. One of my, my boy owns a company called Paco. It's one of the biggest Latin marketing agencies in Chicago. And his, all his staff has unlimited PTO. The assumption there is that you just, you're not going to take advantage of it and you're going to do your job. Next tweet. This is coming from Anthony Reskin. There was a a pretty controversial post that went out talking about the best Chicago athlete at every jersey number. And he the said the CHGO tweet tweet. Yep, yeah, the CHGO tweet. And he said, uh, Jake Arietta over Chris Sale. That's certainly a take. Now, one of the CHGO dudes, I don't remember who it was, he got real pissy and he like I'm sure I saw that. He had some good points. But 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 you but the thing is, you like when you say something, when you defend it to that level. You're like, oh, you're the one that came up with this list. Oh, totally. <laughs> so, so he so had he, to have been he lost that credibility immediately for me right there when it came to that. But as a Sox fan, I'm taking Chris Sale over Jake Arrieta. I think that's the. It's that was the argument. It's, it's well, no, it's it's interesting when you when you, like when you compare the two because it depends on the criteria with which you look at this because the, he actually made some good points. Like Jake Arrieta won a World Series, yeah. was the most dominant pitcher, maybe like one of the two most dominant yeah. pitchers in MLB for a year, year and a half. He when, was really good, but Chris Sale was better for longer, right? And yeah. was you know an elite, certainly one of the top five pitchers in the American League, maybe top five in all of baseball Facts. for multiple years. You know, just dominant pitcher. And, and yeah, it was just like like overly dominant. The one good stat that he put out about Jake Arrieta, which made me question my decision as to who I felt was the better jersey number wearer, was when he said that in that one game playoff, he pitched a complete game shutout. That's badass. Oh, yeah, that was the, the St. Louis game, yeah. right? That's yeah. badass. Yeah, he in was. The one game playoff, complete well, game shutout. Yeah, he, like, that's okay. when he was in that run of just being right. untouchable. And then after that, he just fell off a cliff. Oh, he was good the next year, too. <laughs> and then he fell off a cliff. <laughs> Next tweet, this one's from the Chicago Bulls. 
Meet Joe Kim Noah and Luol Deng at Bulls Fest. That just stood out to me. I took a screenshot immediately. Love Joe Kim. Love Luol. Oddly enough, I have both of their phone numbers in my phone. Joe Kim just got married. Maybe I'll hit him up to see if they can come on that day. And then this is the part where they played themselves. They have an inaugural three-on-three basketball tournament. And they said the winner is going to receive a custom Bulls Fest champion basketball. Bro, Bulls. And this is when they have Joakim Noah <laughs> at the event? Yeah, you should have spent, you should have maybe left Luol off the thing and just had yeah. Joakim and then spent that money that you gave Luol and put it toward like a ring Like, come or on now. You couldn't well, isn't with- it like Joakim Noah like basically works for the team now? Yeah, he's their ambassador. So it's not like he's, it's not like he's, not like they're having to pay him extra to be yeah. there. He, it's his job to be there now. Bulls Fest champion basketball. That's so stupid. It's like, bro. Man. You gotta be kidding me. Not even a, not even an autograph, not a picture with like, Joe Noah and Lou like Dane. A, a just a replica trophy or something like yeah. that. I don't know. They hey. messed me up. All right. <laughs> basketball. But Bulls Fest is gonna be dope. They're not gonna autograph the basketball. <laughs> like, gonna. come on, they're right there. Just sign it. <laughs> gonna run <laughs> gonna run through two more real quick. This one's from BBC World. Non basketball related. Minnesota venue cancels Dave Chappelle's show last minute over his transgender joke controversy now i was watching on netflix's latest special where the high school he went to they were naming the performance space after him did you see that yet yes yeah. i saw, i haven't seen this special but i know oh, what you're okay. talking about so the special itself he goes into you know this whole thing and you should watch it you should watch it because he gives a heartfelt speech in that thing and the last one quickly that i'm just going to mention will levi's the quarterback from kentucky Puts mayonnaise in his coffee. I saw that as well. Shout out to Herb Lawrence. For one of the on grossest that. things I've ever seen in my entire life. Because the video shows him doing it. And even when he's doing it, you're like, no. Absolutely what not. What are you doing? Just some disgusting things. All right, Twitter time. That's how we're going to try to end the show every single day where we just do some roundabout stuff from the Twitter sphere. All right. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me today. Definitely want to thank Dan Gamash. Mosh who I found out has 566,000 Twitter or Instagram followers. He's the guy that's designing the new White Sox shoe, which drops July 27. Shout out to him for coming on. I'm going to kill Corey Wooten. Wait till I wait, wait till I get it. I know he's going to be like, oh, bro, dog, the kids and the wife. I don't want to hear it. You're supposed to be on the show. I'm going to play you. Special shout out to Adam Stadzinski. Phenomenal job today. Keeping me sounding like Danny Parkin says, better than I actually do. And shout out to the score mob that's listening, man. The late night crew, I've definitely been getting a lot of love lately. So shout out to you guys. All right. BetMGM tonight is up next. I'll be with you guys Monday. All right. So make sure you check check me out then. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Until the next time, my people, I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. Can I finish? Please, can I finish? Okay, I'm finished. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.